Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Late bloomers tend to have more curiosity. They tend to have more resilience. There are stories and mythology that this country has woven around black men. What if everything we've been taught is just all wrong? What's worth more than this fear right now? And that rising after failure is part of the glory of being a human being. Listen to deeply personal, insightful, and thought-provoking stories from the world's leading thinkers and doers. Listen and subscribe to The Unmistakable Creative wherever you get your podcasts. Why are AEW's ratings currently on the downward trend? I am Luke and DAD, your jam that champion without my belt because we're not in the office at the moment due to one of us testing positive for COVID-19. But I am joined by the hardest working person in all of sports infotainment who has just ordered her breakfast. I have Denise Salcedo. Denise, what are you having for breakfast? Okay, sorry. I already messed up my hair for this post show. Uh, I'm halfway ordering my meal for breakfast. I, I, I only had 30 seconds before we went on the air and I was like, oh, I'll put my phone down. I said to you, are you ready? And you said yes. Well, I, I mean, I could have held on for another thirty seconds. I wasn't gonna order. make you. I wasn't gonna make you wait for me to finish <laughs> ordering my breakfast. Well, here's what happened: was that I haven't like woken up this early in a while for these Friday shows, and I've actually been waking up earlier, which is kind of worse because of my flights. They've been leaving like at oh, five, okay. six in the morning. So I'm up like at three, four a.m. But for some reason, seven a.m. was just impossible this week. So I, I skipped breakfast, which I don't normally do. I don't normally do anything without having breakfast first. So that's I was like, okay, I'm gonna order breakfast and have that like immediately after. But I'm so happy to be back, Luke. It's been what three weeks? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, you three and I have weeks. not done a show together for a long time. I and know. It's, and it's lovely to, to be back together again. I know a lot of people were excited for the Team Danuke uh, reunion. I was very, were very they, excited by it. Were they really? Are you just I, lying to me? No, I'm not lying to you. I, you see, the, the, here's the difference between me and one of your other hosts, uh, Denise Salcedo. <laughs> I don't bully you on air and like make fun of you for things. When I tell you things, I don't like make things up and then make you look... I felt so bad for you and all the step host thing. I, felt so, I was listening to the Fightful show and I was like, I feel sorry for Denise here everyone's being massively unfair right right i had people like they were messaging me and they were like dude kudos to you props to you for taking that bs and i was like okay thanks guys i appreciate it but i'm happy to be back i was gone for two weeks because uh work stuff and then last week thank god you gave me friday off luke because i don't think if i would have had that like one morning off i don't think i would have been feeling good like i was feeling like butt like on my post shows i kept telling people like if i just like pass the hell out on this show just continue on (laughs) no one will be hosting the show but uh you really helped me out there so thank you well, I also figured as well, like we were discussing 2K22, the video game. Oh, and, thank like, God. Every, with like Matt McMuscles on the show. And I said to Tempest, I was like, you know, I really want to do the show with Denise, but I don't think she's going to mind too much if she misses this show. She definitely was not, especially <laughs> because I was like dying that morning. Well, I was like feeling a little bit better, but I really needed the full like three days to like kind of yeah. like get a lot right. better. I think yeah. it was it was the right move for you not it to do the show. Just, just relax and take care of yourself. It um, was. Similarly, I have not taken care of myself today because I didn't have lunch today. Because, Denise, I was in a press junket for Spider-Man No Way Home interviewing Tom Holland and Zendaya. You interviewed Zendaya? I did. Was it a video interview? 
It was a video interview. I hate you, Luke Owen. <laughs> what the frick? What was she wearing? Please tell me oh, now. Okay. I, okay. Well, let, here's what happens. So all week long, I've been, well, actually, let's say all week. because I found out about this on Tuesday, maybe. It was Tuesday, in fact, because I went to a thing on Wednesday. I have been calling her Zendaya. And everyone else in my office has been calling her Zendaya. I show up for the press junket thing today. It's a virtual like Zoom thing. And they mention her name Zendaya. And I was like, oh, oh no, I've been saying it wrong in my head. So when we went into the, like on a Zoom junket, the way that it works is you start in one room and then they transfer you to a breakout room. Then they transfer you to the actual thing, right? So you go from like different Zoom calls, right? And when I got in there, I was a bit flustered because I wasn't expecting to be put into the room. They didn't give me a warning to say I was going in. So oh. like my camera wasn't turned on, my mic wasn't turned on, so that was all flustering me. And in my head, I'm like, Zendaya, 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 Zendaya. Do not call her Zendaya. And so it starts, and they were like, you know, you need to give your name as well. And I'm like, okay, oh, oh what am I doing? Um, so I said, hi, it's Luke Owen here from Cineworld, and I'm now chatting with the stars from Spider-Man No Way Home, Tom Dolland. Tom Dolan? I call, I was so focused on Zendaya <laughs> and saying that right, I called him Tom Dolan. No, Luke, no. But did you at least get Zendaya right? I got Zendaya right, yes. But by that oh point, I was so God. freaking flustered because I called him Tom Dolan. Tom Dolan. <laughs> that is terrible. Did he even, was it one of those things where like he noticed or he didn't oh, yeah, notice? I, I mean, I pointed out as well. I was like, Tom Dolland, that's not your name. Tom Holland. And he was like, yeah, Tom Dolland's the other guy. And I was like, oh. oh my God. Okay. See, like, here's my trick. Whenever I can't pronounce someone's name, I just start with my questions and then I pre-record an <laughs> introduction where it's just me, myself and I, and I can shoot it like 500 times if I keep messing up the person's names. But Luke, I don't know how to tell you this, but next time that you're interviewing somebody like Zendaya, ask Denise Salcedo, who is Zendaya? I will give you the information. I love I that woman. She, I know who she is. I've seen but films. I can tell you her pronunciation. I could tell you make sure to look at what the hell she's wearing because she's a fashion goddess. She was cool. And they were very fun. Like We, we played a game together and the game was fun. Um, but Look, you, know, you don't even remember what she was wearing. Do you have any idea how disappointing I was focused that is? On, I was focused on getting my game right and also B, I called him Tom Dolland. After that, I don't remember much else of what happened. I, I called <laughs> him Tom Dolland. Did you black out afterwards? Was it I just did. kind of like. <laughs> I was recording something with someone. You were like, after this is Luke Owen and I'm talking it. Here's my question that I had planned. I, <laughs> I don't know I, what's going on. <laughs> I recorded something directly after it. So I literally left that and went into a room to record something else. And I'm like, I was talking with my friend. I wasn't listening to a word he said because all <laughs> I kept thinking I'm playing it back, being like, Tom Darland. You called him Tom Darland. Your career is over, Luke Owen. That's it. You're oh. done. Right. Well, I had to tell you at least someone. laugh a little bit. Yeah. I mean, yeah, it's been a couple of hours now. It's been three hours. So. I no, get did over he it. laugh when that whole thing yeah, happened? Yes, I think he sort of did, but I think that he was, yeah. I, I think it soured rest, the rest of the interview. It's going to have to be saved in the edits. Just like edit it out. Yeah, edit it out and just get straight to the interview. Oh, that's a good shot. Maybe I can just record my own. I'll, I'll, I'll figure something Record out. your own intro. That's what I do. Yeah, yeah. Maybe I'll, I'll speak to the editor. But anyway, so that that I wanted to tell someone. I wanted to tell you. I wanted to tell everyone here. Don't worry. I, it happens to the best of us. One of the biggest actors on the planet, Tom Dolland. <laughs> I'm giving you a round of applause. Thank you. <laughs> because you much. went, you survived that. Don't, but it happens. Honestly, like if you do these, like obviously press junkets it's different because they tell you who you're interviewing but when like i've done like red carpets there have been people that i've interviewed where i'm like i don't know who this person is i'm just oh, asking yeah. them questions i have no yeah. idea who this. i've interviewed people who i thought i knew who they were and they weren't that person it happens oh, yeah. you can't know everybody however uh i haven't had a tom dolland issue <laughs> <laughs> well get that on a t-shirt no one's had a tom dolland issue Apart from me. Um, you know, forever, right. everybody watching this podcast is going to see him now as Tom Dolland. He ain't yeah. Tom Holland no more. Yeah. I hope everyone, if anyone's watching this and you do happen to meet Tom Holland in person, call him Tom Dolland for me. Make that mistake as well. Maybe he'll think it's like a normal thing to do. Is anyway. he good looking? Oh, yeah, he's a handsome chap. Yeah. Well, it's funny. So I, um, I forget that he's English. 
you're so yeah, used British. to you're so used to seeing him as like Peter Parker, where he's like, gee, Willikus, Dr. Strange, we sure are in a pickle right here. The multiverse is coming in. Oh no, Dr. Strange. You're so used to that. So when you see him, he's like, oh, I'm Tom Holland. Come see the new Spider-Man film. Oh God, I think it really throws you off. <laughs> well, I'm looking at it. He's only 25 years old. I don't know that much about him. So yeah, well, his name is Tom Holland. He's a decade younger than I am. Anywho, Let's talk. He's only four about... years younger than I am. All right, Denise. All right. I'm the old man here. It's fine. Um, anyway, we're nearly 10 minutes into this show. We've got a hard out as well because I've got to go record Blood on the Clock Town a bit. Let's talk about AEW's ratings because last week's number wasn't particularly great. Do you want to finish? Are you finishing up your order while I do my spiel? Yeah, I'm listening to you though. Yeah, yeah. Was it obvious that I was ordering food? <laughs> I mean, you're not looking at the screen, Denise. You're oh, pardon your... me. I'm looking at my notes. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> Continue oh, it's on. Good. It's good to have you back, Denise. Um, anyway, so last week's number weren't great. But then again, it's it's Thanksgiving week. People weren't expecting it to be a particularly great number. It was sort of about, you know, a less than a less than average episode of Dynamite. And I we had messages from people being like, why aren't you talking about AEW's terrible rating? I'm like, that's Thanksgiving week. It's these things happen with Thanksgiving week. None of the numbers are going to be particularly great, particularly on a third, like a Wednesday. It's never going to be good. People are traveling this and the other. But this week's number was lower than last week's rating. In fact, actually, we can look at a graph here. This comes from Brandon Thurston over at WrestleNomics. Please go and follow them on Twitter and on Patreon. But this is what AEW's relationship. So that, they're the gray line there. So what we're looking at here is this right at the end. There is your Thanksgiving number, and there's the week after that, which is bound from the previous week before that as well. And so the question then comes in, when you have got Brian Danielson wrestling on the show, when you've got CM Punk wrestling on the show, when you have Sting wrestling on the show, and you pull in a number that was 861,000 views with a 0.31 in the demo, both of those were which down, we'll go into the, we'll break that down in just a little bit. In fact, actually, this is from The Observer. Show was down 4.1% in viewers during a week. It should have been way up. And it was down 0.5% in the 18 to 49. Denise, why do you think the rating for this week was low? All right. So we can't say people are still stuffed from like last week's Thanksgiving dinner. <laughs> I guess. I guess. I don't think we got the Thanksgiving excuse this week. Um, yeah, you can't use it this week. But no, in all seriousness, I'll be real with you. I think it's the card. That's my personal opinion. I think that, yeah, you have Brian Danielson on the card, but how many people are really going, and this is nothing against, you know, Alan Angels, but it's kind of like how many people realistically really do want to see Brian Danielson versus Alan Angel. Um, so I kind of feel like for me, if it's not a card that has like something like super hot on it, I don't necessarily think people are going to, you know, tune in like that would be my thing like that for me is part of the reason why I think people aren't tuning in um so there's that and I'm looking at the card too and like CM Punk versus Lee Moriarty like okay that was cool for a lot of people but is it cool for everybody or is your casual viewer gonna say hey I'm gonna tune in and watch this because CM Punk's wrestling Lee Moriarty I mean but it's it's Punk hasn't wrestled in seven years yeah, like as, but... as the shine as the shine worn off Punk already I just think that the shine doesn't wear off. It depends on what the card is. Personally, that's like my opinion. Like, I just think it depends on whether or not somebody really wants to see a certain match or certain matches on the actual show. And for me, it honestly looks like that because, like, I'm looking at this card. And I'm like, okay, yeah, Darby and Sting, but they're wrestling the gun club. Yeah. Hey, hey, you hey, know, hey, like, hey. The gun club. I don't want to bear. The I don't want to bury anybody, but like there's different like levels, you know, is what I'm trying to get. I think there's different interests, and although certain things might be of interest to like the hardcore fan base or uh the devoted fan base, I don't think that necessarily means that everybody is like, oh well, I'm dying to see Sting and Darby versus the gun club. Hey, the ass boys were undefeated. Like this was their first loss. It was a big deal. Yeah, see, like, I can't share that same enthusiasm. No, no. Yeah, I'm not really Like, I'll be real with you. I can't share, like, I can't pretend to be excited about something if I'm realistically not excited about mm. it. And so, like, okay, like, what else? Okay, Cody and Andrade, Atlanta Street Fight, awesome. That's probably the major thing that I would probably say, okay, let's tune in for the show for this. But then again, not a lot of people like Cody, man. 
Well, it was the the highest rate segment on the show. So, so the quarterly hour breakdown, Cody versus Andrade, was eight hundred and eighty nine thousand viewers, which was the peak. The lowest was actually Danielson versus Angels, was eight hundred and twelve. Um, Bam! Just proved my own oh, point. No, do you know what? I'm actually I'm I'm, I'm incorrect. I'm going to change. Sorry, I'm going to edit myself. There, I was wrong. It was the second highest rate segment on the show. Punk was the highest rate segment on the show, which was eight hundred and ninety six thousand. Um, Sting's matches was the lowest, which was eight hundred and fifty two. Apart from Danielson. But I think so you can always attribute you, that, you like, can't say that CM Punk in. necessarily lost his shine because people are tuning into this match. That isn't like OMG. But it's, but it's certainly down from, you know, the 1.5 that was there, like when he first debuts. Oh, you know, well, and I, yeah. And, you know, like Statlander versus Soho did really well. That was 857,000 viewers. It was also the peak with 18 in the women to 49 demo and women in 35, 49 and was tied for 18 women, 18 to 34. So like that was a big considering that one of AEW's biggest weaknesses, is they can't pull in female viewers like that was the match that people tune in. And it always it boils my piss when people say you can't like they don't have enough to have only one match per show. They clearly have and they need this in order to bring those female viewers in, they keep losing. Oh, they have more than enough women to do more than one match um, per night, 100%, okay? Like, that's not even, like, that's not even arguable. I'm sorry. I know there's people out there that are going to be like, no, because this and this and that, and I get it. Like, I still need, you know, I still think that there uh, obviously needs a lot of work to be done with the women's division. But how is that work going to be done if they're not going out there and having these opportunities to go out there and actually have more than one freaking match? So yeah. um, the other thing that I wanted to mention, and uh, yeah, when we were talking about CM Punk, because you're like, okay, well, his numbers were a lot higher in the beginning than they are now, et cetera, et cetera. Well, for me, like, I thought it was, like, fairly obvious that, like, when he came in, aside from when he came in, because the debut is always going to be the biggest one, right? But, like, even the following weeks after, or, like, a couple weeks after, I think there was a lot of people that were tuning in just to see how AEW plays the CM Punk card. Not necessarily because, you know, hey, maybe they might be AEW fans or whatever. I think that they just wanted to see how AEW was going to be using CM Punk because that was one of the things that I recall saying on some podcasts, like, when CM Punk was about to debut, was, like, there's going to be people that are going to tune in that are not necessarily wanting to be AEW fans they just want to see how CM Punk is going to be used in AEW what is he going to say is he going to throw a shot at WWE uh you know whether you're a WWE fan or not I feel like there are people that may have tuned into that that weren't necessarily you know again looking to be AEW fans Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Late bloomers tend to have more curiosity. They tend to have more resilience. There's stories and mythology that this country has woven around black men. What if everything we've been taught is just all wrong? What's worth more than this fear right now? And that rising after failure is part of the glory of being a human being. Listen to deeply personal, insightful, and thought-provoking stories from the world's leading thinkers and doers. Listen and subscribe to The Unmistakable Creative wherever you get your podcasts. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. 
Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. The, the punk thing I find interesting. Someone mentioned it in the chat earlier, and I and I wanted to uh, pick your bones, uh, pick, your, pick your brains about this, and see if you agree with this. And because it, it reminds me of the Kenny Omega situation that we had when AEW first started. Kenny Omega was telling this story where I'm not the best wrestler in the world anymore. And so, like the first year we had of Omega in AEW was him just being okay because he was telling this character story. I'm no longer the best bout machine. I'm no longer the cleaner. I'm I'm this, I'm your average Joe. And a lot of, I mean, Ollie and I used to rattle on about this in the podcast. I used to really annoy Ollie. I was like, I want him to be Kenny Omega. I don't, I, I get that he's telling this story, but I want him to be Kenny Omega. Punk is doing something very similar here. Punk's been gone for seven years. So he's telling this story and it's being told very well during this, this MJF feud that I have ring rust. I'm not as good as I once was. I am broken down. I'm older. I need to learn. Can I still go? Which means he's having then 11 minute matches with QT Marshall. He's having these slower matches where he doesn't look like he's very good. And that's brilliant from a storytelling perspective. But like you say, if you're a CM Punk fan, you're a CM Punk fan that tuned out from wrestling in 2014, but when he left WWE and you're like, no, screw WWE, I'm, I'm with Punk here. And you tune back in, and the punk that you're give you're being given is I'm not as good punk. Like, is that then going to be like, well, maybe he wasn't as good as I remember him being, and now I'm not gonna, and now I just stop watching. And I, I'm not saying that is what's happening. I'm just right. putting it out there as a potential theory. See, because like it's the same thing. And again, like I just feel like there's certain guys. And I, sorry, I'm gonna pull up CM Punk and make sure that I, I like when you have matches for CM Punk where it's like guys. It like it really depends on who he's wrestling for me. Because like okay, seeing CM Punk and uh, for example, all right, okay, Eddie Kingston. That's different. He's a popular guy, so that's fine. Uh, CM Punk versus Matt Sydal. Okay, that's something that like you a have seen already um okay daniel garcia and powerhouse hobbs and darby allen in my opinion were the only ones where i was like all right this is gonna be cool because these are you know uh for me like if you're gonna do it like if you're gonna be seeing the cm punk that's not having matches against i don't know adam cole kenny omega etc i want to see him have matches with guys that are uh you know those up-and-coming stars the ones that are so good in the ring where they're like entertaining like i don't care to see cm punk versus qt marsh out like that was not for me like when they announced that i was so disappointed and again like i i, I like qt marshall and all of that but not to be essentially seeing cm punk versus qt marshall like that's just like my personal opinion and so get, like for me it, it depends it. and i feel bad because like sometimes i feel like people uh they don't like to hear that because we have a lot of people that like every single person on the card i'm like yeah i like everybody but there's different levels to who's a star and who's not a star etc etc I, but I get, like, I like you. When they announced the Marshall match, I was like, it's a weird match to announce. But then it made sense with the MJF promo where he's like, you struggle right. to beat guys that are lower down the card. And you're like, oh, right. That's why you booked this. But match. you it's don't totally know that going in. That's exactly it, right? So from like a ratings perspective, if you're a CM Punk fan, you're like, well, why am I, how am I going to tune in to watch him wrestle QT Marshall, you know, world champion darts player looking dude. Like he just, <laughs> you know, like, it just, so it, it totally makes sense then with why those punk fans potentially came in to see the debut and haven't stuck around since. What I find very interesting about AEW though, this is from The Observer. He was comparing the uh, the search, the Google search base trends for full gear and Survivor Series. And AEW was way ahead, seven and a half percent ahead in terms of Google searches over interest in full gear than there was for WWE Survivor Series, one of the big four. Meltzer notes here, it's the second time in a row that AEW has garnered more interest for its pay-per-view than one of the four big WWE shows that took place around the same time. 
because All what was Out the other had one? All Out had more search going in for it than SummerSlam. No, the other WWE pay per view was it SummerSlam? SummerSlam? Okay. Yeah. Because it was all out and you had the CM Punk debut and and this and the other. So I totally get that. And I think it's absolutely, uh, I, I, I think it, it kind of fascinates me then that there is clearly interest from wrestling fans that are more in, like they're more interested in AEW than they are in WWE, but they're not, it's not converting into viewers. See, here's the thing too. And this is where, again, I got to go back and blame the card and blame the build because you had, all right, so comparing AEW Full Gear and comparing uh, freaking Survivor Series. All right, man, I almost feel like I can't compare them. And you want to know why? Because one company put effort and the other did not put any effort. Oh, Let's me. be real. The golden egg? Come on. Come man. on. Exactly. <laughs> they did not put any effort in building up Survivor Series and making it any sort of, it didn't, let me, let me really quickly you know, I like to gauge things on, you know, how my post shows do, how my prediction shows do. And I'm sure you notice that as well, that there's certain shows that have more interest based on viewerships and comments and interactions. Oh, yeah. uh, same thing with social media. I, I tell everybody like, damn, my Tuesday tweets for NXT be dry as hell. But, you know, hey, I tweet about Dynamite and it's like, God, I'm freaking running, you know, the most popular account. So it's like you know, there's a total difference in like uh, interest in what people like to see. Anyways, but. When I did my crown jewel prediction show, that one did like 10 times the viewership for my Survivor Series prediction show. Like, seriously, think about that crown jewel getting more of interest. And that show didn't even have that much interest, but it like sweeped my Survivor Series prediction. Ain't nobody cared about that show because nobody had any interest in Survivor Series. And so like, I'm looking at that and I'm thinking to myself, like, that is freaking crazy if you think about it. Because, again, Survivor Series is one of those. Uh, I don't think it's a big four anymore, but it's still yeah. uh, it's still technically. I don't know. Is it? Is it not? Whatever. This is arguable. Yeah, it's sort of it's sort of seen as one. But I think like when they started calling it the big five and adding money in the bank in there, I was like, I think money in the bank has probably replaced Survivor Series at this point. Yes, it has. It definitely has. And that one's going to they did the they're going to be doing it in a Legion Stadium. So that's going to be huge for that within itself. Um, but it's like that's the, the only reason why I feel like I can't compare those two, because I feel like WWE essentially said, ah, whatever, we ain't going to mm -hmm. try on this one. And AEW was like pushing and promoting and building and doing all of this stuff for full gear and so you have all of this entrance and there's a bunch of matches you cared about on that card uh i can't tell you one match that i cared about uh, besides maybe the charlotte uh the charlotte becula match, match on yeah. survivor series um as i've just been pointed out in the comments you did have tempest on the crown jewels prediction video so maybe that's <laughs> why it did so well there you go i gotta bring back tempest <laughs> The other thing as well, and this is actually you're, you know, almost the perfect person to be asking this question. So on October 25th, um, TNT decided to move AEW to live on the West Coast. Previously, it had been shown on delay. Now it's being aired live in West Coast and Mountain, uh, mountain Time Zone. I don't really know American time zones. Um, it's a specific time zone over here for us. Thank you. So that means the dynamite in the West Coast now starts at 5 p.m. As someone who lives out on the West Coast, do you think that affects the, I mean, because you can almost see like from the time they did that, that's when the rating starts to sort of drift off. Do you think that's had an impact? Ain't no one home at 5 p.m. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like, I'll just be real. Like, well, I mean, obviously it depends on everybody's work schedule, right? If you're working from home, cool, whatever. Pop in Dynamite if you want to watch it. But if you're, let's say you get out at 4 or five, well, a lot, of, a lot of people get out like at 5 p.m. That's usually That's right, the, yeah. the nine to five, right? Okay, you get out at five. Bro, you're going to be in traffic for a long time. You're going to be in traffic at least, depending on your commute, at least 30 minutes to an hour, depending on where the hell you're driving. Ain't nobody getting home at 5.15 to watch no freaking show. Um, but that being said, again, obviously that depends on everybody's lifestyle. But like for me, like, uh, the only reason why I can watch um, freaking Dynamite on the regular time that everybody watches it is because I got Sling TV to do that. But if, if it wasn't for that, I would have to wait till like everybody's done watching Dynamite to watch the show. Now, if that's something you're already used to, then that's the time you're going to watch it. 
I don't yeah. know how much that plays into uh, how much that plays into this, but I just feel like if you're already accustomed to watching at a certain time, then that's the time you're accustomed. Like I remember for years, it took me a really long time to get used to watching Raw at like 5 p.m. because I used to watch Raw at 9 p.m. and that was my norm every Monday. 9 p.m. That's when I would hop in to watch Raw. And I remember when I finally was able to watch Raw at 5 p.m. It was like an entirely different world. But keep in mind, I was a student. I wasn't, you know, hard at work at 3 o'clock. I'm home already for the day. So it's like I was able to watch that. But if Mm. you're somebody that actually works, if you're a grown adult, chances are you're not able to come home at that time. Well, exactly. And I think if you actually look at the ratings for this week's show, that Danielson Angels match, 812,000 viewers for was the, the the number for that rating. The next quarter, which was the next segment, Punk Moriarty, was nearly 900,000. It's like an extra 100,000 viewers tuning in once you get into a bit more of a, I have now finished work, I have finished my commute, and now I'm home and I'm switching on the TV. Like, I think it is a, it's a clear point as to why the rating of Tim Van. Actually, if I bring the graph back up, in fact, where's my graph? Like, you can almost see it there from the exact moment that they made the announcement. It's where it starts to drift off. Like, look at that from, like, the start of October. Yeah. Oh, yeah, for sure. Yeah. Sorry, it took me a while. I was, like, looking. I was, like, what am I looking at? It's the, gray, it? it's the gray line that we're looking yeah, at. Here. Yeah, yeah. But with that said, so I think there is certainly an argument to be made that the, that the 5 p.m. start time certainly does hurt it on the West Coast. But it was also coming off the back of a really hot show. You talk about like the numbers that we do for our post shows and things like that. The post show that we did for the MJF and Punk segment is the most watched Dynamite show that we have had probably since All Out. I reckon since like the Punk debut episode of Rampage, that was like it was like fifty thousand views for that review, and like Dynamite tends to average between twenty five and thirty, so there was like nearly double the amount of people tuning in for that show. This week, back to where it was before. So there was intrigue from that episode. And those people that were intrigued by that did not return for this week's one. And I think that's a very, very interesting thing. That has got, that's got nothing to do with time zones. That's got nothing to do with um, Thanksgiving holidays. It's got nothing to do with this and the other. That is specifically to do with interest in the show. Exactly. That's all it is. Were you entertained? Was this newsworthy? I mean, we all know when it's a newsworthy show, people are going to have more to discuss, more to talk about. Like, not everybody wants to come in to hear a review about just like your random, ordinary, random match, you know? People want to come in and get thoughts on like, you know, hot stuff that happened on the show because obviously the more intrigue, the more news that actually breaks or happens during a show, the more interest there is, period. That's that. But or, so, uh, or or you you have a really controversial take like I had on the raw poster that we did, which like eh, what is your controversial Miz, take? The Miz is all right. He's oh, not that great. Yeah. It's not that. It's not oh, that good. <laughs> Get out of here, Luke. This is too controversial for me. Oh man, I was cracking up about that because Edge was all like, "I want to wrestle people like AJ Styles," and and he mentions Kevin Owens and Finn Balor and all these great people and then bam the miss comes out <laughs> i was like bruh oh, dang i mean i'm glad we get on there, the same but... page here although <laughs> that was a f- phenomenal segment it was a phenomenal segment i didn't but... like it much oh you didn't like it oh i i, I said in the raw Wait, so in what world did you get the miss is all right well, it's because I said, I so we called the show because of the, on th- off the back of MJF is a less famous Miz. We called the show, The Miz is a less good MJF. Okay. And that really sparked a lot of people. Like people got really mad at me and, and my anti-Miz agenda that I've been pushing on this channel for five years. Um, whereas like, and the, the, the reality is, I think The Miz is fine. Like he is a, a solid two and a half star wrestler and has been for the past 17 oh, years. Oh, a lovely two and a half stars. <laughs> and, so, and that's great. Like that's really two good. Two and that's a half consistent. stars that's is consistent. not great. It's consistent. No, that's is. terrible. Okay, good. So you're, we're applauding you for consistently being below average. <laughs> yeah, Congratulations. And actually is bang average. Two and a half stars is bang average. So I am so happy you do not review my performance every week on this podcast. Like, hey, Ollie, yeah, Denise is great. She is a solid two stars oh, no. every week consistently. Uh, you're a consistent four or a three, three point, three point three and a quarter, maybe. Oh, lovely, uh, yeah, lovely. Three and three quarters. But, I feel um, I feel attacked now. 
<laughs> so people were like pretty people were pretty pissed at me for that show but i thought the segment was like i i, I said on the raw review it was a it was a poor imitation of the punk mjf segment on dynamite the previous week all right so <laughs> I don't even know where to get off of that. <laughs> so then why did you, I, I'm just confused as to why you were saying that the Miz was okay. So you were saying like, he's okay in like a good way or like a. Yeah, he's totally fine. Like if you have Miz on the card, you're probably going to get a very, you're going to get a, a decent match out of him. He's a, he's a very good promo. He's very charismatic. He's very good at what he does. You put him out there in press interviews. He can shine. I've got zero interest in watching him wrestle, but if he does, then I'm, I know exactly what match I'm going to get. Okay, I see what you mean. All right, I needed the full entire explanation to understand this, okay? Because yeah. I was about to go off and be like, it's people like you, Luke. That's why <laughs> we had to sit through the Miz in freaking what? 2021 as freaking WWE champion. Oh, no, I, I, I am not a Miz fan. I like the Miz outside of what we see on the show. Grand, probably a nice guy. He's a pretty <laughs> lovely chap. I've just got no interest in watching him wrestle. Yeah. Yeah, I got to join that. Bone, <laughs> yeah. Sorry. Although, although that bad bunny match was surprisingly one of the best matches of the freaking two night WrestleMania. Absolutely. Yep. Match, probably match of the week. Oh, no, Bianca Belair and Sasha Banks was probably match of that, uh, that two night events. Um, was, up you know, there. was up there. Yeah, I was totally I think up it, there. It was Absolutely. definitely in my top 10 and there was I, what? 14 matches that night. And that's what I said in the lead up to WrestleMania. I said the Miz is the perfect person to put Bad Bunny in there out because if there's one guy that can carry Bad Bunny to a perfectly fine match, it's going to be the Miz. Okay. See, I misunderstood all of this. I thought you were basically saying like, oh, the Miz is like underrated. That's what I thought you oh, meant God, by no. like when oh, you said he was no. okay. I was no, like. If well, if anything, the people that came after me and they've been coming after me all week for it are telling me that Luke, he, he, he is, quote, one of the greatest of all time. Luke, if your like head is too shiny on a podcast, people will come after you. <laughs> Doesn't matter. You can do anything and people will come after you. Uh, well, let's see what you have got to say about this in your ultra chats. You can get, uh, you can join the conversation, resttalk.com forward slash support. And hey, if you're clicking links, why not click that link for beer52.com forward slash resttalk, where you can get yourself 10 free craft beers on us. A delightful offer, delicious craft beers delivered straight to your door. This is your last chance. Tomorrow's SmackDown episode is the last chance you'll get to get this offer of 10 free craft beers. Normally you only get eight, but with this offer, 10 free in the box just go pay for that sweet post and packaging uk viewers only we're better than you and we drink it perseus m says do you think the people who use a vpn and watch aew through fight is a significant number not that i would do anything like that no way i don't, I don't think know it's man that seems like too much trouble number. for me Exactly. If it's on TV, like I don't think that's too much of an issue. Also, if you did watch the through fight, you missed a lot of the main events because the fight feed cut out during the Cody Andrade match. So you actually you were better off watching on TNT. Uh, New Punk Rant said, "I think it's just people are busy. DVR numbers are still really high. I don't think anyone should panic because AEW is putting on a, a good product. Also, can't wait for the end of year show. Hashtag Stay Juicy. Hashtag Hoovy Fan for Life. Yeah, I don't people think anyone's doing holiday is... shopping. I mean, well, we got our, some yeah. people doing holiday shopping around that time. Not yeah. really. No. I'd also say as well, I don't think anyone is questioning AEW's quality, like the, the quality of the product. I think it's just, I find it very interesting to see like why they keep putting on a consistently good product and people are clearly interested in it and then they just never show up for shows. I find that to be very interesting and I'm curious to hear from people those people. People live interesting lives, Luke. Like here's yeah. one thing that I've learned in life. Like I used to think like growing up, everybody lived a relatively similar life to mine. I don't know why I thought that. I thought that everybody did the exact same things. And then I grew up and I was like, Sh these people live some crazy lives. Their knees. You take oh, a few weeks. Off. I'm sorry. I forgot the rules. You see what I this mean? This is no fightful show around here. I thought that every person just came out and dropped the S word. Nope, apparently not. Come on now, it's not you're not on fightful now. Uh, ben Schofield said AEW cards have matches that go on too long. Full Gear had an insane amount of matches that were 20 plus minutes. It's great for hardcore fans, but I don't think casual fans have the patience for that. They need to cut some matches down. Oh, I mean, Ben, I'm going to massively disagree with you here. 
They need to cut down some matches like uh, needs okay, unless I'm misreading. They need to cut some matches down like Punk Eddie. I'm trying to work out whether you're saying they needed to cut that match down. I think what he, or keep I get what he's saying because I was sitting in that crowd and uh when they started such a high point with Darby and MJF, that was so good. And then, like, I didn't think Miro Brian Danielson needed all of the time that he got. Like, bro, I was freaking exhausted. And I was, like, at the top of the show. I was, like, the, what, the second match? The or, second like, the match, third yeah. match, whatever. And I was just like, oh, man, this match is taking forever. <laughs> like, I remember thinking that as I was sitting there. And I remember, like, looking around. And everybody kind of had, like, the same face I did where they were like, hmm, this is taking a little while, you know? So I See, get it. Yeah. Not every match needs to go whatever length that it goes. You know, they can trim some down. It's okay. The one match did not need to go long was that friggin' tag match with Cody and Pac versus. Oh, I'm going to have to disagree with foreigners. you on that. Dude, I that love the length for that. And you want to oh. know why? You want to well, know I, why? You want to go food? I went to go get food. <laughs> yeah. I came back and like, I think I was like, not like halfway through the match, but like I had enough time during the entrances to go upstairs, get food. I had a slow ass person working the cashier thing and they were like super slow and I still made it back on time to watch the rest of the match. So I can't complain too much on that one. They gave me a break to go get food. Charles Berg said, as I said yesterday, the cracks are showing in AEW. When it was early on, people would get over easily. We could only focus on the sunny side up. But at this point, I haven't been very critical on the program. But AEW needs more egg. It will bring in the viewers. Dude, that egg, man. People were talking about it. It, it got made you over. Watch Red Notice. It made you watch Red Notice. It did. Well, I mean, I was going to watch it anyway. I tend to watch all of the Rocks movies. I, I'm freaking, I'm a mark like that. I'll watch all of the Rocks movies. But um, but yeah, I started thinking, I was like, you know what? Let me watch this Red Notice stuff. So we've got our our end of year awards uh, <laughs> form out at the moment. So like all of our on-screen talent, our editors, our website writers, the extended WrestleTalk family, uh, like yourself and Sean and uh, Chris Van Vliet and uh, Going in Raw and everything like that, Crime Pooper. And on that, for the first year, we're doing worst pay-per-views as well. We're doing worst pay-per-views and worst matches as voted for by us and by some of our Patreon backers, this and the other. And currently leading the charges is Survivor Series. Survivor Series is currently like leading the charges like the worst pay-per-view of the year. And I'm puzzled by that. Then the only reason I'm puzzled by that is because I look back at the live reactions that we did and we had so much fun watching that show because a friggin' egg was the main storyline. And Vince McMahon, they were like, I've got this egg given to me by the Rock Dwayne Johnson. And Roman Reigns is now in here. And I've got this egg. Someone has stolen my egg. And I want everyone on Raw SmackDown on the show. And I was like, this is the greatest storyline they've ever done. We were in fits of laughter. And all this egg stuff. So I, I can't, I can't, in good faith, nominate it as one of the worst shows of the year because I had. Here's the difference, Luke. Me. You had friends, and you're watching the show with friends. When <laughs> yeah, you're watching the show by yourself, and you're thinking, Jesus Christ, I'm watching a show about an egg. What's my life gone to? And then you're sitting there. All of a sudden, you're not watching Survivor Series anymore. You're evaluating your life's decisions and how you got to this point in time. Uh, Rangers Mayhem said the issue with the ratings is that AEW is currently on at 5 p.m. Uh, for European viewers on the West Coast. Um, uh, is currently on with the West Coast. I would worry that the ratings are the same after the TBS move and the time slots go back to normal. That will be very interesting. Redmond Survivor, this year's Dynamite Thanksgiving episode was up in the rating for the 2019 and 2020 Thanksgiving episodes. That is clear year to year growth. Also, let's not forget Dynamite isn't airing in the usual West Coast slot until January. AEW is fine. Punk Rocks and Soda. I'm trying to say this with as little bias as possible, but I don't think last week's closing segment hooked people. Not a fan of Cody, and honestly, if I wasn't super into Paige, Danielson, and Punk, I would have tuned. Uh, I wouldn't have tuned in this week. Yep, I told you, uh, Cody's got some heat, man, and it ain't just and the flames has. from that table. <laughs> The Shadow Rangers said the big name signings like Punk, Danielson and Cole all fall into the category of their fans were already watching AEW. They need to sign talent that will appeal to people that don't already watch. Wait, so they're saying that Punk, Danielson can't appeal to people that aren't watching? I, well, the, their point is that their fans, the fans that they would have brought into the product, were already watching the product already. So they're not bringing in new viewers. They're just bringing in, they just got the same viewers that are already there. I don't know. I don't know how I feel about that one. Because I think that CM Punk may have brought in some like I think so. new uh, new viewers to AEW. Maybe not new, obviously not new wrestling viewers, but new AEW, AEW viewers. I do think that 
Brian Danielson may have too. Maybe to a lesser extent, Adam Cole, but them too, just a little bit more because they were, you know, big stars in WWE. Also, I, I think the, the, casual, the casual fan uh, is, is a hard beast to crack. Dude, the casual fans out there having a life, man. I, I don't know <laughs> exactly. what to tell you. Like, it, it's so interesting to me because, like, I always, you know, we always talk about, like, the kids, right? And, like, a younger demo coming into and watching wrestling, okay? Now, I have, like, tons of, like, young kids in my family. I'm talking, like, 18, 16, 15. So many of those teenagers that, you know, those are the people that you want to bring in. I can tell you that wrestling is probably the last thing on their radar behind the dumbest thing that you can think of wrestling is way behind there it is nowhere in their radar it's just not it's not the level of cool that it used to be and every time like when i see what like my sibling my cousins are into and what they're watching i'm just thinking to myself damn everybody doesn't get the freaking young dev. even me like i watched some of the stuff that they were interested in because they were making me watch youtube videos of like these youtubers that like chug beans and weird <laughs> stuff like that and i'm like this is what you guys watch and they're like yeah we love this stuff and i'm like the brick i'm like nxt 2.0 is over here trying to get the younger demo and this is what the younger demo is actually watching it, it, it's crazy so like, what you're they're not interested in wrestling so what you're saying is they need to have Bron Breaker chugging beans. Yeah, they literally, that's how you get the viewers, man. Don't tell <laughs> me, like, if you don't believe me, go ask, like, whatever you're, like, whatever teenagers you know, go ask them what the hell they're into, and you'd be very surprised. Like, I couldn't believe it. I was astonished. New Punk Rants said, wrestling fans are fickle and have a WWE mindset to only care about three people and not be open to newer wrestlers. Fans complain about watching new stars, but resist the work being done. AEW is a variety show and fans want less variety. It's WWE logic. I don't know if I fully agree with that, um, but I, I, I appreciate the message. Jonathan Hedman said, I think you're right that people aren't liking the way the Punk story is being told. He seems to be having the Cena-style matches, get beaten up for most of them, and then wins. CM has become Cena match Punk, in my opinion. And that's the fact, I, I think it's so interesting, because it's it's done on purpose. It's really big, like, he is having those styles of matches on purpose. And I think some people are just not behind it. And that's fine. I don't think you got to be behind everything. Yeah. Like, I'm tired of, like people not being able to say, I don't like this. Like I'm a yes. fan, but I don't like this. It's okay to not like the direction in which something is going in. You don't got to like, like every single thing that every other person likes. And like everybody sitting here watching the show probably can think of something that was super popular that they just didn't get, that they just didn't like, they couldn't get behind of. And it's fine. That's what entertainment is. It's going to be entertaining to somebody and entertaining not to other people. That's perfectly exactly. fine. Like for me, I didn't get the hype for Lord of the Rings. I didn't, I was I didn't get it. More of like wrestling. Although <laughs> um, I only watched Lord of the Rings because I had the biggest crush on uh, Aragon Vito Mort. Is that his Mort? Oh, Vigo Mortensen. Vigo Mortensen. Thank you. I'm a nerd. Oh, I had the biggest crush on him. He was the only reason why I watched Lord of the Rings. And once I got enough of it, I was like, I'll just download his picture on the internet. Nicholas Wong said, I think the rating tip is because there's too much wrestling and not enough egg. For real, though. I think the uh, this uh, the special episode and pay-per-view would be better indicators of interest. Curious about when Dynamite moves to TBS and how that will affect ratings. I, I think the Winter is Coming episode, uh, even though the Winter is Coming episode does feature a Wang Man, um, is going to do a pretty decent number. I love Wang Man, man. Oh. Wang Man rocks. Wang Man I was so... Denise, <laughs> I'm sorry again. Oh my god, <laughs> I'm not meant for family. Can this? Can our Friday show just be like the TV 14 show? YouTube is not me. Um, Ben Schofield for clarification, I meant uh, more matches needed to be the punk Kingston length. I, uh, yeah, that's very nice. The multi man tag matches are too long, too messy, and their cards are too much. I think they just turn off a lot of new viewers to the product. Keep up the great work. So that's an interesting product. Are AEW Dynamite matches too long? And that, if you are a new viewer coming in, is that what's no. turning you off? You disagree? No. I disagree. I, I like, as long as the match is good, uh, it's fine. If you have a match that's going on way too long, Denise! Damn. Oh my God. <laughs> 
I'm sorry, Luke. I'm very, very sorry. Damn, that's three. Wait, does damn count? It's, no, damn's fine. Okay, that's three. I'm sorry. Sorry, sorry. My apologies uh, to the viewers. <laughs> what was I talking about? I don't know. If the match is mediocre, <laughs> please trim it down. But I like, I want to watch good wrestling on my TV. But there you go. I'm going into these shows hoping to watch good wrestling. It depends. <laughs> there might be somebody coming in here that's like, nah, I just want to see funny stuff. <laughs> I missed a comment as well. Someone pointed out as well, like, uh, like why is Luke calling people who like Lord of the Rings nerds? He's got Ghostbusters on VHS tapes. Like, yes, yeah, that's, please. That's, well, that's, that's, the, that's the joke, you see. Um, Peter Mullen said, I think the numbers are impacted by the younger audience. Think of the average viewer as the rating sellers. WWE's 62-year-old viewers will be at home on Thanksgiving. Younger people, not so much. Don't you worry about the swearing, Denise. You have till five, referee. Thank you. Also, <laughs> I don't know because, the it, I mean, it depends. What age are we looking at? Younger audiences are at home with their family. So if anything, they're probably watching whatever their families are watching for thanksgiving yeah possibly yeah like when we come around to christmas like i don't get to pick what's on tv although i do yeah. this year because we're in my house so we'll watch what I, whatever's on but also you know we'll watch but generally what the consensus is watching what are we all fancy watching people want to watch the gavin and stacy christmas special grand i'll sit there and i'll i'll endure it for the hour I that it know lasts. what that is uh, it's a tv show in the uk that i think is pretty dross uh, but people love it. And that's fine. Like my wife loves it. And my sister-in-law thinks it's tremendous. I think it's pretty dross. And because I think James Corden is a prick. Um, hello. Uh, <laughs> I sent you that meme where it's I like know. how British people see James Corden, how Americans see him. I thought that was hilarious. Uh, hello said, wondered your opinion on a discussion I had. Is Gargano a must have for AEW? Do AEW need to sign Kevin Owens, Keith Lee, Kyle O'Reilly, Sami Zayn, and Gargano? Disagree with you. Uh, I disagree with both and feel that they can get two of them with tons of ROH talent there to sign. So do you think Gargano, if Gargano does go, is he a must-have for AEW? I would say he's a, well, see, this is how you look at it. Is he a must-have in the sense of like, see, I feel like the per, the way the question was asked was, is he a must-have because he's that kind of a talent? Yes. Is he a must-have because AEW can't survive? No. We like, can't survive without him? No. So I feel like there's two different answers depending on how exactly that question was meant to be asked. Um, secondly, like, it's just, here's the thing, though. I will tell you this. I feel like there's a lot of guys that may have been brought into AEW in the beginning that like now you got to with all of the releases and all of this like influx of like talent becoming available and all of that. If you were just getting by an AEW by doing the bare minimum or not necessarily, um, I feel like now the certain spots aren't that safe anymore is what I'm trying to get at. Like if you were necessarily not, like there's some talents where I would, if I were them, I'd be a little bit worried about my spot because now you have more talent that may be a little bit more talented coming in or at least being uh, available to come in. So you got to think about it that way too, where it's like, you know, I don't know how yeah. to say it. There's more talent that's available right now. Uh, Marcel Art said, it's funny. At the moment, I wouldn't go to a WWE show if it was in my hometown here in Germany. But if AEW is coming to the UK, I will. Question, uh, what is your favorite snack and drink for watching wrestling? Much love, stay healthy. Oh, man, last night, like, I'll eat anything. But, like, last night, I overdid it. And I wasn't even watching wrestling. You know what show I was watching, which is pretty good. So I'd probably suggest it. Okay, it was the, uh, the Sex Life of College Girls on HBO Max. I thought it was going to be a terrible, like, show. Oh, man, I, like, binge-watched it the entire night last night. But I had, uh, but for I mean, I'll be honest, I'll be honest, Denise, it sounds like a Pornhub category. But it's a good show. There's a lot of drama in it. It's like, you know, that person's sleeping with that it's person. That person didn't know. This person's living a secret life, you know, the identity crisis, all that drama. I like that stuff. Anyways, but um, for wrestling, I'd probably say whatever's in the house. Goldfish, Hot Cheetos, ice cream. I don't really like ice cream, though, but it's always in the house. 
We don't tend to eat like when we're because obviously I I watch wrestling when I'm live streaming it. So like I don't eat then because otherwise I'm just eating on camera and I, I believe it's called a mukbang and I don't think that's the sort of demographic that we're appealing to. Um, and like so I don't really eat when we're doing live streams. I might have had like pizza or something. But yeah, back in the day we used to just get like a load of fried food, um, cookies. Yeah, cookies. I guess sweets. Yeah, I go I with whatever's. In the, but here's yeah. what I've noticed though. The word like three out like raw for me is like the one where I'll snack the most. I don't snack during NXT or AW or uh SmackDown sometimes. Um, but raw is the one where I find myself snacking the most because it's three hours, okay? And it, I notice that when the show is not good, I tend to go to the kitchen more often than if the show is good. I'm too busy like tweeting and talking about the show that I don't have to go out and snack. The second I have a moment to think, hmm, I should go check the refrigerator. That's a bad sign. Uh, as for drink, it's usually a bev, usually a beer. Uh, when Beer52.com, in fact, when we're watching live streams. Um, and if I'm watching, when I'm watching Raw and Dynamite and um, anything like that that I've got a review in the morning, it's a cup of coffee because I'm watching it at half past 6 a.m. BR52 for me too. Thank you, Denise, even though it's only in the UK. Uh, Christian says, hey, Yay for the sponsors, man. <laughs> Christian says, Yay for the reunion of Team Danuk. Luke, please sing Reunited and it feels so good. I'm just glad to see the return of Denise. Step host Salcedo. How are you doing, Denise? I hope you're well. I also chatted last week about you and the step host business. My goodness. Um, I'm we, doing so all right. We, we had a guest on last week. We had Matt McMuscles on the show last week. So he was probably like, what the hell is going on here? Right? And so when a question came in about Step Host, me and, me and Tempest, we knew what uh, the question, but Matt was just there looking very puzzled. Uh, somebody tagged me in something, and I don't understand what was happening, but somebody formulated some sort of theory about me. What? Here on Talk. Oh! Oh my God, that was me and Adam. What the hell was this theory? What, we, what did we? What was our theory? Because somebody Man, said, the... "Oh, I agree with the theory," and I was like, "What theory? Yes. What are you guys talking about?" I did. I remember now. So me and Adam, me and Adam did the mailbag show because you weren't well last week. So yeah, uh, me and Adam did it instead for Patreon, and we came up with a theory, but I cannot remember what it was. What do you oh, mean, man. like a theory? And we were joking around as to like why you didn't want to do the show or something. Oh. And it was something around, it was something along those lines. It was really good. I cannot remember what it was. Well, it wasn't heard... that good if you can't remember your own theory. Well, exactly. Yeah. I mean, I very much enjoyed Adam's theory about your um your your, your nan, your, your grandma. Oh yeah. I told her <laughs> that by the way. She got really mad. Like said. shoot mad, shoot mad. She was like <laughs> in, in Spanish too. She was like, How could you think that about your great? I was like, even know my great great grandma damn she was so mad luke she was like don't even say that don't even put that out in the universe i was like i was like why am i getting in trouble adam said it not me adam pissed off my grandma uh marco dominguez says what are you doing with the wang man step host love you guys great discussion today hey guys great to hear from you denise damn that mouth of yours aew needs to get more punk rock Punk needs to be the voice of the voiceless and violent. Adam Page needs to be a HBK 95 style champ. I um, fear with a lull in interest. I don't think there's a lull in interest in the show. That is the one thing I would definitely say. I also think the last thing we need is for Adam Page to be a HBK 1995 champion. I don't. The last thing we need is for Adam Page to go full Shawn Michaels in this situation. <laughs> hey. Late 90s Shawn Michaels. That's the last thing we need. Damn. I can't argue too much with that. Yeah, it's, it's not it's not great. Um, Amir said, uh, I think there's a direct correlation between the start of the rating decline and the start of the NBA. Dynamite's competing directly with the NBA on ESPN. I consider myself a casual fan who is choosing the NBA over Dynamite. Amir, usually you are right, but just to go back to my notes here, uh, that Dynamite, the episode last night, didn't have a big NBA competition. The NBA match that it went up against placed 74th in the overall ratings. So they didn't actually face any, there was no competition from the NBA last night. It was just, it was a disappointing number for the week. Uh, and lastly, Jonathan Hedman said, few more thoughts. I got it. AEW needs better ratings. Is it more cowbell? Also, why isn't war games on wrestle league? Can we have potty mouth Denise on the after sh after dark show? Oh, I'd love to have Denise on wrestle talk after dark. That'd be great. 
what is the after dark so after after dark is a patron show that we do where we basically just drink together and we talk about stuff i don't drink though well uh, hold on hold on hold on and we talk about things that aren't wrestling like we talk about everything else so we we nerd stuff it's not necessarily i mean it's tends to be a lot of nerd stuff a lot of see i chat. can't take part in that a lot, a lot of dnd chat oh see i'm out chat. i'm out i cannot i cannot <laughs> no no oh. nerd stuff allowed <laughs> no it's fun though we have a very nice time with it i'm gonna be there like yeah dnd rocks good for you guys <laughs> <laughs> it is there was a point to, we, we did it after dark uh, a couple of months back it was me pete abby andy and someone else on the show it might have been tempest and me and pete quinnell went on a 10 minute chat just talking about speed runs like speed running video games and watching um games done quick and the summer games done quick events and we were just chatting for ages about this and like the other people looked so bored <laughs> as we were chatting about speed i'm bored runs. hearing the synopsis it's more about speed running mario 64 blindfolded we were like wasn't it cool wasn't it so awesome the way that he did it and everyone was like i don't care me and p had a great time yeah i can't no <laughs> do not include me in this after dark stuff <laughs> unless uh, well, you guys want to talk about i don't know something else we could talk about uh, mariah carey tracks if you'd like i already did that with will i know well you also did uh, that wwe wf album without me as well I'm very sorry. I apologize. So mad at you for that. Uh, J.S. Wooten lastly said, the IWC always has these end-of-year AEW freakouts. It's nonsense. Ratings are fine. Dynamite is going TBS and watch the turnaround. Let's all remember Cutler's bad punches uh, that were going to sink AEW two years ago and what happened next. J.S. Wooten, I don't think anyone's freaking out. No one is freaking out about it. I was going to say, who's freaking out? Like, I'm not freaking out. We're, we're just we're having a discussion about it it's an interesting topic to talk about and that's what we're doing that's the big as uh, the, the big selling point of the wrestle podcast and, and particularly the team to nick show was we just we have discussions about things no one's freaking out about the ratings tnt wanted aew to do five hundred thousand viewers and above and it has done that since day one and they're not worried about the ratings i don't think anyone's worried about the ratings i'm pretty sure there are fans out there like any fan like like aw or wwe fans are like damn it these goddamn ratings. <laughs> goddamn ratings. Um, <laughs> Honey, I can't have dinner today. I'm too upset about these ratings. <laughs> well, that is all we've got time for on this edition of the WrestleTalk podcast. Uh, Denise Salcedo, what have you got coming up? What would you like to plug? Um, Yeah, okay. So I got a couple of things. First and foremost, uh, youtube.com slash Denise Salcedo. Head on over there. Lots of content to watch. Speak Now Pro Wrestling on F4W Online, Tuesdays, Wednesdays, and Friday. Uh, Twitter and Instagram at underscore Denise Salcedo. I'm about to hit 50K on Twitter, so please help me out on that end. And then uh, December 11th, I'm going to be doing commentary again for Mission Pro, Silver Bell, so you guys can watch the show on titlematchnetwork.com. On the um, Your Night of Your Twitter followers. Yes. Uh, I can't remember which pay-per-view it was during. It might have been like Money in the Bank or something around those lines. It was earlier on this year. You weren't on the show with us. And someone was like, you were trying to get like to a certain amount of followers before your birthday, I think. And... Uh, I made a joke on the uh, on the show that like oh, Denise can't even get Twitter followers. Like she's oh, begging yeah. the Twitter followers at the moment because I had more Twitter followers than you did at that point. Yeah, I had. Do you know, uh, yeah. you know, you like massively eclipse me now in terms Luke, of Twitter. I don't want to like, <laughs> I don't want to put myself over, but I eclipse people working for big giant companies. I too. know. I was people. Like, I- <laughs> i eclipsed a lot of people. I don't know. How, like nobody's talking about the fact that I had 10k around this time last year and now i'm literally at almost 50k you want to know what that's called hard work hard work and making a lot of people mad on twitter hardest working person in all the sports i outshined people that are considered more famous than i don't consider myself famous but there are people that are famous that i have more followers than now i was pretty proud of that you're just likable denise and i give people free stuff yeah well no but i I, yeah i do a lot of work on that damn twitter channel i mean twitter page it's it's so funny because like i made that joke and it was a joke because i don't where are you at now i'm like 30 thousand or something and like but but, uh, do you know what the funniest thing is there i got i was at about twenty thousand five years ago and like it's grown like it's grown nothing in five years. It's taken me about two years to get to thirty thousand. Like to go from twenty nine to thirty. Luke, oh no, we need to sit down. 
I don't know. I don't talk about this. Yeah, I, I get. I don't tweet about wrestling enough. I think that's the problem. And then I do tweet about wrestling, and people get real mad at me for it. And then I get exhausted. Why? Like, because I said MJF. Because I said MJF's no good, and people got really mad at me. And it's exhausting being tweeted by people who don't follow you that I'm an idiot. I don't want oh. to spend my time with that. I've got better things to be yeah. doing with my life. Just don't look at those comments. What? Yeah. What? It's hard they show up in your, in your mentions. They're all over my feet. I just don't look at them. <laughs> just don't look. Just yeah. don't look. Anyway, yeah. <laughs> Thank you, Sean. Luke has reached his ceiling. I think I have. You peaked? <laughs> I peaked. Peaked way too soon. <laughs> I'm very sorry about that. My goal for, okay, so my goal for the end of this year is 50K. My goal for the end of next year is 100K. Oh, well, we'll we'll all help you get there, Denise. Thank you. Thank you all so much for watching. Thank you again to Beer52, our sponsor for this week's show. Click the link in the video description down below and get yourself 10 free craft beers. I'm off to go play some board games now, uh, and I'm very, very excited about it. Thank you all so much for watching. Take care. I love you. Goodbye. Hi, this is Craig Robinson from Ways to Win, and support for this podcast comes from Invesco QQQ. Invesco QQQ is proud to sponsor this episode, and even prouder to provide access to innovation for the last 25 years. Basketball has had innovations over the years, too. We're seeing the game played in new ways every day. Learn more at Invesco.com slash QQQ. Let's rethink possibility. Invesco Distributors, Inc. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.